Welcome back to the Below Average Joe's MMA show. It's time for the MMA weekend recap. We've got UFC Vegas 82 headlined by Brendan Allen and Paul Craig and Bellator 301. The event that you didn't know was happening, but it could be one of the biggest events of the year for Bellator. And maybe, just maybe, the last event in the promotion's history. We're going to get into it all, and it starts right now. Two world championship fights, a lightweight semifinal Grand Prix matchup, a total of 17 ranked fighters. Bellator 301 is happening this weekend, and did you know that it was? Probably not, but I'm here to discuss the biggest fights of the weekend headlined by the undefeated 27-0 phenom Yaroslav Amazov defending his welterweight championship against Jason Jackson and one of my most anticipated fights of the year, regardless of promotion, Sergio Pettis versus Patchy Mix, the champion versus the interim champion. Something's gotta give. We start in the headlining bout where the champion, the welterweight champion, that is, Yaroslav Amazov will look to extend his perfect Record to 28 wins and zero losses, 9-0 in the Bellator cage. But it will not come easy as he's going up against the number two ranked Jason Jackson. Coming in himself on a six-fight win streak. And you look at those latter four, the biggest wins of his career, bar none. Douglas Lima, Paul Daly, Neiman Gracie, Benson Henderson. Jason Jackson riding a lot of momentum. A guy that a lot of people probably don't think of when they think of some of the best fighters in Bellator, but he's quietly crept his way into that discussion, and he can really put a uh, a stamp on that statement if he can defeat Yaroslav Amazov, dethrone him, and give him his first professional loss of his career. Amazov, man, the story behind this guy from the Ukraine went over to fight uh, in the war when all of that stuff happened. It seems at least like two years ago now. Has since returned to the cage. And, you know, returned in a big way. He got a huge win over Logan Storley. Looked like he hadn't been out of the cage. And the, the layoff was pretty extensive. He won the title June 11th of 2021. Did not return to defend his title until February 25th of 2023. So near two-year layoff, he comes back and gets a very decisive decision win over Logan Storley. The second victory he has over Storley, and now he's looking to fight for the second time this year, defend his title once more. Almazov has quietly become one of the best fighters, obviously in Bellator with the record that he has and the resume that he's continuing to build, but he's also could be in the discussion for one of the best welterweights in the entire sport of mixed martial arts. You know, Bellator has, and even the PFL to a certain extent, but more so Bellator, they do have people on the roster that can be in the discussion for best fighters in the world, regardless of promotion. There's a few of them on this card, and it is here, one of them, in Amazov, the headlining act here, the standing welterweight champion. And a lot of times these, you know, Bellators and PFLs that won championships don't get the respect they deserve because of just how large the UFC is. And yes, the UFC has predominantly the best fighters in the world, but there are people in these other promotions that deserve to at least be in that discussion Amazov being one of them. And I'll just say here too, to finish this fight discussion, if he can win here and prove to 28-0, 9-0 in Bellator, remain the champion with two title defenses, it would be pretty incredible. And we don't know the future of 
Bellator are it, it seems like this could honestly be the last Bellator event that we ever see, at least the Bellator that we know. There's been no discussions or news for 2024, even the early January, February marches of the next year. The rumors have swirled all year about the PFL potentially purchasing Bellator. It's been very, very quiet. Obviously, and to Bellator's detriment, the promotion for their events is very lackluster. Um, and it's a shame because of how massive of a card that this is. It's going to get overshadowed by a UFC card that doesn't even hold a candle to the talent and storylines that are on this Bellator card, unfortunately. And so what's going to happen here with these champions such as Amazov if Bellator is no longer a thing in 2024? How will that work? with a potential merger and purchase by the PFL. Time will tell, but it's something to have in the back of your minds for all of the fighters on the Bellator roster, but especially lots of these champions that are going to be looking to maybe even test free agency and find a new home in a one championship or a UFC and just how might they fit into some of these other promotions. But that's it for this welterweight title fight. I look for Almazov to remain and still, but Jason Jackson as a plus 340 underdog could maybe just maybe pull off a big time upset and really throw a wrinkle into the welterweight plans of the Bellator division. On to the co-main event we go. It's a huge, huge fight. The Bantamweight champion of the world, Sergio Pettis, and Patchy Mix, the interim champion of the world. Former UFC flyweight Sergio Pettis has been incredible since leaving the UFC and joining Bellator, has amassed a 5-0 record with wins over the likes of former champion Juan Archuleta, dethroned Kyoji Horiguchi on the brink of defeat, may I add, with a nasty spinning back fist in round number four of their fight in 2021. Believe tore his ACL or had a significant knee injury uh, later that year, was out of action for a year and a half, returned in June of this year, and dominated Patricio Pitbull, a two-weight world champion in Bellator, had the performance of his career, did Sergio Pettis, and did that off of a drastic knee injury. He's 30 years old, right in his prime, and is surging right now in Bellator. No pun intended, maybe a slight pun. And he's going up against the interim champion, Patchy Mix. Coming into this fight, also at 30 years old, 18-1, and 7-1 and one in Bellator, the only loss to Juan Archuleta. He's won five straight fights and had a huge, huge knockout win over Hafeon Stotts in April of this year to win the Bantamweight Grand Prix and to become the interim champion whilst Sergio was recovering from injury. And then they had the fight with him and Pitbull, obviously, in the summertime to see who can become the undisputed bantamweight champion of the world in Bellator. My goodness, I don't know what's going to happen with Bellator, as previously alluded to in the main event discussion, but these are two of the best bantamweights in the world, especially Patchy Mix. He has been on our radar on this show uh, for quite some time, really the three years that we've had this show going. And Sergio has really went from a middling flyweight, trading wins and losses in the UFC, to one of the best Bantamweights in the world. This fight right here should show you just how deep and how awesome 135 pounds is across mixed martial arts as a whole. It, it doesn't get much bigger 
than this fight right here in terms of Bellator standards. And really in MMA, this is one of the biggest Bantamweight fights that you can make if you're talking high-level, competitive, back-and-forth action. This is it right here. So you have to tune in. If you're going to watch a fight at Bellator 301, you want it to be the co-main event. This is a marvelous fight. Patchy Mix coming in a minus-198 favorite. Sergio on the comeback at plus-164, even though he is undefeated. This is going to be great. I look for it to be very competitive. I look for it to be a back-and-forth five-round fight where the winner is going to have to edge it out on the scorecards. Maybe we get a big finish, but I would be shocked. These two are just surging right now. They are in their prime. They look the best they've ever looked before. It's going to be big-time action through and through. Bellator 301, Yaroslav Amazov looking to stay perfect against Jason Jackson trying to play spoiler. And Sergio Pettis and Patchy Mix, who is the undisputed Bantamweight champion? We're going to get answers at Bellator 301. Now that's it in terms of the in-depth breakdowns and discussions for Bellator 301, the two huge title fights. But I'd be remiss to not at least mention in passing some of the other huge fights that are going down this weekend. We have a rematch between Hafeon Stotts and Danny Sabatello going down at Bantamweight. AJ McKee, former champion, going up against Sydney Outlaw in the lightweight division. Patricky Pitbull and Alexander Chablis are competing in the final semifinal bout of the lightweight Grand Prix. Yes, there is still a lightweight Grand Prix going on. Usman Nurmagomedov has just made it to the finals, but has since popped for some sort of performance-enhancing substance. I don't know the extent exactly what it was um it might have been even like the, a prescribed medication of some sort but regardless he's been suspended for six months there's been no real announcements about him if he's going to be stripped or what's going to happen and i think a lot of that goes into the fact of we don't know what's going to happen with the entire bellator promotion but still nevertheless it is a semi-final fight in the lightweight grand prix uh, another ranked top 10 matchup, Tyrell Fortune and Marcelo Gohm going down at heavyweight. Ranked women's flyweights. We love flyweight division, and it's going down between Sumiko Inaba and Denise Keyholtz. And we have Tamir Kizriev, 13-0 undefeated stud at featherweight, taking on the seasoned veteran in Bellator, Justin Gonzalez. And one of my favorites in Bellator, someone that Noah and I got to see in person last year in Chicago, Archie. Colgan, who just cracked into the rankings in his last fight at lightweight, undefeated 8-0, phenomenal wrestler, beginning to show power in the hands, will be taking on Peter Bust. So those are all ranked fighters that I just mentioned there. This is a stacked card. If it truthfully is Bellator's last ever event, what a way to go out because there are tons of good matchups. Be sure to check it out. Tune in. Bellator 301 goes down this weekend. And now we transition into UFC Vegas 82, where Brendan Allen will be taking on Paul Craig, number 10 versus number 13 in the middleweight division. Brendan Allen getting his first main event slot, technically a second because he did get a short notice main event with Andre Muniz, but his first booked out main event with a fight camp and everything goes down this Saturday against former ranked light heavyweight, now currently ranked number 13 middleweight Paul Craig. This is a very fun scrap. Two very underrated fighters that are always down to be in a throwdown. 
Brennan Allen has to be one of the most underrated fighters in the UFC. He absolutely has to be. 22 and 5, 10 and 2 in the UFC, has fought 12 times in the promotion since joining in October of 2019 and has quickly amassed a plethora of good wins. He's always fighting solid competition and is surging right now, looking the best he's ever looked, winning his last five. You see him on the screen right there. Sam Alvey, Jacob Malkoon, Christoph Jotko, Andre Muniz, and Bruno Silva in his last one. Three straight wins by submission, and he's going up against a submission ace in Paul Craig, the Bear Jew from Scotland, the former math teacher, I believe, over there in Scotland. Does he still teach? Someone let me know if he still teaches. What a teacher that would be. Paul Craig bringing out the kibbles and bits and all. We are sporting the traditional Scottish kilt. What is under? Yes, please. You want to see? It's my, it's my, it's my. Your kibbles and bits? It's my, it's my cock. Oh man, he looked good in his debut at middleweight against Andre Muniz. It's cool. Both these guys are coming in with very recent similar victories, you know, and of course he didn't even submit Andre Muniz. He got a TKO finish because everybody saw that coming from the guy that has 13 submission wins out of 17 victories. There's no shot that this fight goes 25 minutes, five rounds. It's going to be high octane, high action, high pace from the second that the bell rings. Brendan Allen coming in as a massive, massive favorite. I believe I saw a tweet earlier today that said going into the Jotko fight, he closes like a pick or maybe even an underdog. And uh, one year later, He's a minus 425 favorite against a former ranked light heavyweight and now ranked middleweight Paul Craig. It really does show that I believe Brendan Allen's starting to get his flowers, get the respect that he deserves, and a win here goes a long way because, yes, he's got the win streak going. Now he gets an opportunity to get that first, you know, real big name value victory on his resume as he looks to climb the middleweight ranks here. This is going to be fun for as long as it lasts. The physiques of both these guys are very similar. 6'2 versus 6'3, 75 versus 76 in terms of reach. You know, Paul Craig, 35. Brendan Allen, I believe, is still not even 30 yet or has just cracked it. No, not even. He's 27 years old. So the experience that he's racking up already in the UFC is crazy. Again, absolutely one of the most underrated, underappreciated fighters in the UFC, someone who in four years will about to be having his 13th UFC fight, always fighting at least three times a year, every calendar year since joining the promotion. This is going to be fun for as long as it lasts. And, you know, Brendan can make it six straight wins, can really solidify himself as a player, as a threat, dare I say, in the middleweight division. You know, you look at this division, it's not the strongest, it's not the deepest. And Brendan Allen can take advantage of that and uh, make good on this opportunity. But Paul Craig's not going to have it come easy. He's not going to give it to Brendan Allen. Paul Craig is a, what a interesting guy that Paul Craig is, to be quite honest with you. When you think he should just submit you, he's going to get a crazy knockout. When you think it's going to be a barn burner back and forth fight, it somehow turns into a sloppy mess with Vulcan Uzdemir. Like Paul Craig, we've seen a little bit of everything with him, uh, but that's just kind of been his entire career. Look at all those fights. Now this is going to be his 16th UFC fight. And at this new weight class, he looks good. He's a big guy for the weight class. He filled out well against Andre Muniz. He looked like, you know, a middleweight. He was never a huge 
light heavyweight. And if he gets a win here, he puts a halt to Brendan Allen's five fight win streak. He becomes two and zero in the middleweight division can crack into the top 10 going into 2024. That would be quite a big deal for someone that got close at light heavyweight, got around that top seven, top six, but never could get the one big one to take him to that next level to truly put him in contender status. Will that same type of storyline follow Paul Craig at middleweight? Or will he finally break through and get into title contention in 2024 at 185 pounds? Give me your predictions in the comments below for this UFC Vegas 82 main event. What what are your thoughts on Brendan Allen? Has he kind of quietly found his way onto your radar? Are you still kind of hesitant on him? Could a win here against Paul Craig make you take that next step in your belief of his potential and capabilities at the middleweight division. And on the flip side, what do you make of Paul Craig at 185? Did that win over Muniz give you hope for what could come of his career at the new weight class? Or do you think he may just find himself in a similar position, uh, a similar ceiling as he did at 205 pounds just last year when his last fight happened there? So let me know everything about this fight that you're feeling. Even give me your predictions on who you think is going to win. Dare I say how you think they're going to do it? Will it be a submission? These two guys have a combined 26 submissions in their career, but have hardly ever been submitted in their own right. Brendan Allen only been submitted once. Paul Craig only been submitted once. So two jujitsu aces, two submission aces. Does it cancel out? Do we get a striking fight? Give me all your thoughts and everything in between. That's it for the UFC Vegas 82 main event breakdown. Paul Craig, Brendan Allen going down at 185 pounds. In terms of quick hitters, there's a couple that sneak out to me on this card that could be pretty fun. Undefeated 15-0, 23-, 24-year-old Michael Morales is on this card. And the co-main event taken on Jake Matthews, I look for that to be a very fun fight. We're going to get to learn a lot about Michael Morales. I feel like we get to unlock a little bit more each time that he gets out into the cage, it won't be any different because Jake Matthews is in for a scrap every time he's fighting. The featured bout is Chase Hooper and Jordan Levitt. That's going to be a fun fight for as long as it lasts. Two guys that are fan-friendly, fan favorites. Jordan Levitt's wife is due four days after this card for their baby, and he said that if she goes into labor from the time that I'm recording this on Thursday and uh, come Saturday when they fight, if she does, he is going to pull out. So the UFC apparently knows. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. It could be something to keep your eyes on, but that's going to be a fun scrap there. And then we've got number nine ranked strawweight Luana Pinheiro taking on number 10 ranked strawweight Amanda Hebas, one of my favorite women's fighters in all of MMA, Amanda Hebas. And how do you not love this woman? She's just always smiling, always having a blast is always in very good fights, win or lose. It's been a little bit of a rockier road for her as of late, so she does need a big bounce-back opportunity here. Luana Pinheiro's, in a way, kind of like Brendan Allen, quietly crept their way into the rankings, cracked in at number 9 with an 11-1 and record. She's a very good fighter, so don't sleep on her because Amanda Hebos is coming in as a pretty decent favorite in that scrap. And that's pretty much all the other big ones that I wanted to touch on for this card. And uh, that's going to be the end of the MMA weekend preview again. So let me know all of your thoughts on what you think is going to go down. Is this Bellator's final event? And if so, 
what the heck does it mean for 2024 and all of their fighters on the roster, all of their champions, all of those ranked competitions that we're seeing this weekend? Are they all for nothing? Or is there you know, something that we just haven't heard yet coming uh, soon for Bellator? And UFC Vegas 82 should be a fun night. Not a card that's going to jump out to a lot of people, but those are sometimes the cards that deliver the most action. So be sure to tune in. Bellator 301. UFC Vegas 82, both going down this weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed this weekend preview, and I will see you on Monday for the MMA Weekend Recap.